Hello and welcome to another edition of Podcast Podcast. Um, it's the day after City at the Etihad. Um, strange game, loads to talk about, and to kind of pick through the bones of it today, I've got Beryl Akis in the Netherlands. Beryl, are we well? Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah, it, it was a bit nervy at the end, but uh, um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the, the first 30 minutes or so, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm eager to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get stuck into it. Um, and to help us with that, we have Neil Patterson of Berlin. Chase, how about you? Did you enjoy it? Did you get out to watch it, or are you just like, is that not happening anymore? No, no, that, that, that was before the before the the watershed no it's uh it's everything's closed like so we i was watching at home uh amidst the the lockdown rules though you're allowed to have two mates around so i had two mates around to watch it and yeah it was good it was good so oh no did you have to draw names did you have to draw names out of a hat or do you have them on like a rotational cycle (laughs) well it was the two that live nearest like so all right okay and everyone's kind of Doing their bit, so anyone who's got a, a access to Sky or a good stream is having a couple of people around to theirs to watch it. So I had my two. That is uh, a tight a tight ship you run over there, Chief. A tight ship when it comes to watching football. So let's <laughs> let's get it. Times like yeah, you do. Don't you? It's adapter adapter die. Well, adapter don't watch football. So um, all right, Chief. Let's just kick off. Um, I love these games. I absolutely love them. I love them and I hate them because you, you you just get so stressed out. But we've seen this game play out. Uh, Guardiola and Klopp now probably 10, 10 times, maybe 10 matches, maybe, uh, between Premier League, Champions League and, and League Cup finals. I, I think it's maybe even more than 10. But... No two games are the same between these two sides, which I think is absolutely fascinating. And I think that speaks volumes of the willingness of the managers, both of them, to be tactically innovative and always trying to find an aggressive way of um, breaking down the opposition and gaining the upper hand in the game of football. Whereas a lot of teams will come with their plan and their plan is let's just stop. Let's just stop. You've seen Merseyside derbies at uh, at Goodison, and they're practically always the same. Games against United are always shit. You know, you can pick an Arsenal game up at Anfield in any of the last 10 years, and depending on what kit they're wearing, it would be difficult to tell one year from another. But these games are wildly different, and even and these this is almost two games in one game, the way it played out. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I think, uh, well, obviously these are the two, I would say, the two best managers in the game, certainly in the league. Um, and they have their own particular rivalry, um, you know, which is all very good natured, but it, it certainly is a, you know, a very strong professional rivalry, uh, as it would be at, at the very top. And, you know, Klopp throws in that shape, that 4 2 4, 4 4 2. Four two three one or four two one three, whatever you want to, whatever you want to term it as, probably a bit of all of those. Um, primarily to to you know upset Guardiola, 
and give him something, give give City something to think about because he knows they'll have prepared for the four three three, and you could tell that um, from Guardiola's pre-match interview, from in which he, he basically said, "Yeah, we're going to have to adapt. This is the, they play a thousand games to see him, and then they change it for this one, so we're going to have to adapt." And you could see in his in his facial expressions that it, they they hadn't been expecting it, and it worked. Um, so for the first thirty minutes, it certainly worked, and, and Liverpool could have could have been a could have been over the hill, and, and if not far away, certainly with a with a larger cushion than than they had. Um, but yeah, in terms of how the game played out overall, and how the how the managers and the and managed to, well contrived to ensure that no two games are the same is that one of them is always innovating, and you know that. The, the other team is of such quality that it that it essentially works out a way to combat that and with the help of half time and, and, and Guardiola, um they City certainly got a hold of that in the second half and and if anything I think they had I, I certainly watching it, I felt as a fan that they had the upper hand for maybe ten, fifteen minutes in that second half. Certainly maybe maybe 50 to 65 or 55 to 70 perhaps um and then i think both teams just just the legs fell off and they just decided yeah we'll we'll, we'll settle for this basically um in the in the best possible way in the best part possible spirit of things um and you know it it it, it has to be said that during this this time when the players are a lot the teams have been sort of on, on, on various Different stages of their of their ascent and 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 decline, if you will, or descent, if, if you will, with with City sort of being on the wane in the last little while, and and Liverpool being on the rise, and and before that, Liverpool being you know, very much the the team in transition with um, with Guardiola's team then thumping in a hundred points and and winning the league by 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 a clear twenty or whatever it was. So so yeah, um, this perhaps for me. I felt Liverpool controlled parts of the game, large parts of the game, and, and probably should have been further ahead. But given what transpired, and we'll come on to talk about the incidents in more detail, you know, you're happy with the point there, really. Um, it was a was a great game. I agree with you. I love the games. And um, it's just a shame that, that there was so little left in the tank, really, for, for either side at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll absolutely get on to that. Um, Pep innovated really well um, they're all in the second half to get the grips with what we were doing um, and certainly they looked the more likely there's no doubt about that particularly uh, you know the as, as he says that period in the second half where they, they made the pitch massive and they really were stretching us all over the place Um and they made the most of just the two guys being in midfield, and it, it compromised us in an attacking sense. But before he got to grips with that, boy, dear, like we were scintillating going forward. It was a, it was a real, it was a real throwback, nearly, wasn't it, to those early club days? Um, but here's us waxing lyrical the other night about how clinical we were against Atalanta and how the quality of finishing was unbelievable. But 
I just felt not often enough we we made the right decision, picked the right pass, had enough quality in the final ball to really create a goal-scoring opportunity from those situations. I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, that's what, exactly what was lacking, I think, in, the, in, the, in those first uh, 20 minutes. Um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't agree with, with the assessment that it was like the early Klopp days, um, other than, you know, we were uh, rampant, but uh, we were very calm. Uh, at one point, I believe Mane won the ball back in our own box and 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 passed it to to Robo and Robo, very calmly passed it out and 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 we we played through them uh, quite easily and uh, and could have gotten a chance out of it and we we didn't and and there were uh, lots of these situations that we uh, could have been could have created more chances out of could have created more uh, danger. Uh, um, we were maybe too calm in these situations. There was um, uh, there was a chance, uh, I believe, for 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 Mane. He he got the better of of Diaz, and he was behind him. And I, I thought he would just shoot, but he didn't. And he he went inside, and and uh, he got the ball to uh, to Salah, but not in a very good position. And Salah managed to get it to uh, to Trent, and Trent. Uh, hit a shot and and we were unlucky there because the ball, uh, you know, didn't come to to Jota uh, soon enough. But uh, yeah, you, um, I, I think it, it it was scintillating. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it because it was like a a, a hot knife uh, cutting through butter sometimes, and they were shell shocked how we set up. And uh, and I think uh, this is why. Bobby played because he he knows the the, the pressing game very well. He, he knows where to position himself, uh, so to to prevent the central defenders uh, uh, passing the ball to uh, Rodri or Gundogan, you know, e- either player uh, who should uh, start the, uh, the the playmaking. Um, but later, and this was when they adapted uh, Rodri or Gundogan. Uh, placed himself between the two central defenders, something we actually do when we play for play a four-three-three, and and then they started to get a grip on it. But yeah, but you know, to 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 rewind to the back, I think you're absolutely right that if we would have uh, taken better decisions in the in the beginning of the game, we we could have created a lot more danger, and and we should have been two maybe three ahead um, before they started to create any danger yeah um i think that uh, it nearly seemed that that was the that was the design was to almost do like what we've got what we've done to them before um and blitz them in a, a 20 minute spell and it was one of those ones where you know you've seen you've seen us play that game before where it looks like every time we're going to go forward um, we're gonna we're gonna score for maybe you know somewhere between fifteen and twenty five minutes in, in a match and it looked like it was gonna be that way and we get the penalty thirteen minutes in and you think right another goal here and they're dead they're dead you know the game's dead they'll not come back um, and as it was you know it turned out really to be a seventy minute game of football chief not really a ninety minute game of football as you said earlier on but on on the the shape itself. I know you, you said pre-pod that you feel the shot inclusion was more so 
down to the lack of senior fit players in the central midfield area. Um, but he uses that four across the front tactically really well to cut off the to cut off the passing in. So Rodri is Neville called out and to really stop them and be able to build in the back and lots of stray passes. But De Bruyne particularly poor, I thought, but in the in the first thirty minutes and we we strangled them. But ultimately I think, and you know, I'd love your take on this. I think their goal comes from the fact that we are playing a new shape and when one player's not doing what they're meant to be doing, another player has to go and try and do their job and it only takes one person to switch off and that, to me, felt a little bit like what happened for the goal. I'm not sure whether Mane should have been closer to Walker. Uh, I'm not sure Jeannie should have pushed over. If Jeannie pushes over, should Henderson push over? And it kind of leaves those spaces and when you've got boys like De Bruyne and Jesus floating around taking passes and giving passes then you know the likelihood is they're going to fasten a chance yeah I mean I wouldn't um, I wouldn't disagree that um, that their goal does probably come from the well exploit the fact that um, Genie comes over and there's a big gap there and goes up the pitch and and doesn't dro- doesn't drop quickly enough uh, he does try and make the ground up, but it, it's 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 too late, and um, there is a huge gap. And of all the people to have <laughs> a 15-yard radius around uh, on the edge of the box, De Bruyne is, is the worst. Um, so he, it's a nice wee ball in the in the Jesus, and he um, for me he means what he does, uh, and it's a, it's a brilliant touch and finish. It's just one of them. Totally. It, um, so he might might get a bit of luck, but I think he he means pretty much to do exactly that. And the it's a nice wee spin. And what I liked about the goal the most was probably the toe poke finish because he just gets it away so quickly. Allison's got no chance. It's past him before he even knows the, the shot's being taken. So um, it was the only way you were really going to beat Allison yesterday. Um, De Bruyne had the chance from the spot and. He was obviously thinking about it so much that he, he actually missed the target. Apparently, I heard earlier, I think, on the Anfield Wrap, that um, it's the first penalty that's been taken in the Premier League that's been put off the target since Riyad Mahrez's at Anfield. That's, uh, that's so it, it's, it's, it's pretty nuts. Like, I mean, you generally don't get. Uh, top players missing the missing the the entire goal. I mean the frame of the goal, all of it. Um, you don't see that very often at all. So it was a real a real turn up, and you'd have to say that's probably because he's thinking he has to put it right in the corner to to beat Allison. Um, yeah, I mean the shape itself. It obviously he's played it before. He's he played against Sheffield United. He's he's, he's used it uh, certainly this season before. Yeah, um, he's used the four of them before, yeah. but I don't think he's used them quite as specifically. As, as, yeah, it, because at times it looked almost like, like I mean, like it looked like four four two as you would write it down on the team sheet as you would show the graphics well, before the I game it, or four two four. Sorry. Well, I think it was a bit of both. I think it was sort of four two four. With the ball and four four two without the ball. Yeah. Um, and 
I think the significant thing for me is Mane or Salah and and Firmino play very much as a two. Yeah, uh, and you could also say it was maybe a bit of four two two two. Um, yeah, which which we've also played before, although under a different um, with a different team. When we had Coutinho in in the team and stuff, we played a bit of four two 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 a couple of seasons ago. Um, it worked. I mean, it worked because we should have been, as we said, we, as you alluded to in your wee bit there, you and Beryl, um, we should have created far more than we did. We had the chances to create real chances. We had a couple where the ball flashed across the box, maybe it was pulled. There was one that was pulled just behind Firmino, I think. Um, and we really, we, we ran rings around them in, in that first half an hour, but we did make that mistake. We did get, allow ourselves to get stretched or they played the ball around us and worked out how to, how to stretch us. And they got De Bruyne in there, and it wasn't just once. You know, he got a he got a shot away a couple of minutes later, and they get the the penalty in that in that burst. So realistically, they could have taken the game away from us in that five to ten minutes where we're a little bit where we've made that initial kind where we've been pulled around a little bit. We've made that initial mistake, um, and we've conceded the goal. We could we could end up two one there, or you know even even three one. Um, but we we get it back together, and second half is is you know again we we come out pun- punching we start very well. Um, the shape for me overall, I think it like I said I think it, it starts off well, but then it it's, it is exploited, and in the second half we notice that um, we notice that we're a man light in inverted commas in midfield there. Uh, they they begin to dominate. And they have that spell where we can't really get a hold of it. Um, we're, we're sort of chasing shadows for a wee, for a wee bit. Um, and in the end, I do wonder, even though it almost paid off and Jota gets a big chance in the second half, and probably the best chance of the game, you know, for him anyway, and probably should bury it, but he scuffs it. Um, would would it, would it, would Klopp? If the game had gone how it did and played out in exactly that way, would Klopp not have preferred maybe to have Jota on the bench on 60 rather than, than Shaq there uh, as the first sub? There's potentially a, potentially an argument for that. Um, I think in the way we played, in some ways, it, it stunted what Jota's been doing really well. And I have to say much as it, it, it's a really good option. And it's good to have that. And Klopp referenced it today. I think his quote was, I think somebody put in the group, was it, um, if we've done it against Man City and it works, then we can use it against anyone. And teams used to know how we played and, and now they don't. Uh, we've got, you know, a, a system there that we can just um, use anytime we wish and throw in anytime we, we want to. Um, and it's been tried and tested against the, the very best. But, um, but yeah, personally, I don't like it as much. Haven't seen it again. Um, and I think once you get the midfielders back, it's got to be four-three-three again. And then the question is, does Bobby get a rest? Does Diogo come in, or does it go back to the uh, the, the 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 front three with with Jota being the fourth? Okay, can I just jump in there and and, and ask you uh, the both of you a question? Uh, uh, how how would that system be? With uh, Thiago uh, as one of the two midfielders. That's, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, he obviously can do can do anything and everything. And who do you, 
if if you play Thiago there, I mean, is Fabinho? Would you play Thiago and a Fabinho there? And then what do you do with Henderson? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> you, think it through. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the thing that I think the thing to call out on this for me was that I thought the two centermen were absolutely fucking amazing. They were. I thought Henderson and Wijnaldum were absolutely brilliant. The work they got agree. through, the work and they got think, through, the quality of passing, Henderson fizzing passes forward and really setting us away, you know, getting getting the ball into the front four early and, and creating those situations where we should have that we should have done more with. And I, I think as far as the midfield getting stretched, I don't think the midfield getting stretched was really anything to do with those two. It was the guys down the flanks just having the work absolutely cut out for them. So, yeah. you know, yeah, with, 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 with Thiago sitting in there, I think, yeah, you can do it. I think you can do it against teams that aren't going to put you under as much pressure and have as much ball as City. But my thoughts on that shape in games like that is I don't think you necessarily need more players congesting in and around the penalty area to score a goal. Um, you need late man runs into the box and mm-hmm. people, people bursting from deep in order to try and create space and get in the end of things. So that would be that would be my take on it. I mean my my I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of the, the midfielders play having blinders or not even having blinders, playing brilliantly. They play like that every week, mind you, but playing brilliantly. And I think the fact that those two were basically the only two properly fully fit sort of makes Klopp's mind up for him because they're two that he can rely on to to, to essentially do the work of three. And he knows exactly what he's going to get from them, and he can trust them. I mean, if he if he only has two fit midfielders in the whole squad, I bet you he would pick to have those two. To be honest, um, just just because of the the trust that he has in them and the, and the consistency they they deliver week in week out. Um, and I, I I agree with you. I don't think it uh, I don't think it really helps, and I don't think. It was the best use necessarily. I'm not second guessing Klopp. It worked really well for what he was trying to do, and basically, I think the main reason he was doing it, as he alluded to himself, was um, to give them something else to think about, just like he did against Sheffield United, and uh, it worked in terms of cutting off the passing lanes and stuff, as as you said. So there were definite, there are definite plus points to it, but it's I don't think it's our best. Formation when everyone's fit, not even close. And I think when you've got the likes of Thiago and Fabinho back, uh, you go four three three all day, and you've got someone like Jota to bring on with with half an hour to go. Um, to who's fresh, who's not knackered. I mean, you, you saw that. Imagine imagine having a an absolutely fresh Jota to bring on on sixty in that game. I mean, it would yeah been, could could have been something. I'm not saying he got it wrong at all, but you know. Might have played out differently, but it um, it would have been a would have been a, a, a nice prospect. It's true. The other side of the coin, there, Chief, is we don't have the start that we do. And for me, I do think we're one we're one sensible decision away from being two 0 up. Uh, yeah. If if we're two 0 up, they're really having to chase the game, and then those four are getting even more space and more opportunities. And with their tails up after bagging a couple, then that game could have really gotten away from City. But as it was, you know, we didn't make the most of the opportunities. They, you know, 
got back into the game and, and took their chances. And Beryl, I think from that point, and this is just to come on to the, the last 20 minutes, Chiefs, right? It became like a, the last 20 minutes became almost like a, like an exhibition match. Um, both teams looked dead on their feet. Um, Trent goes down. He's off with a calf injury. We're saying four weeks now. That just adds to the ever-growing injury list of players that, the well, both sides have, really. And Klopp and Pep both come out afterwards, and Solskjaer did the same earlier on in the weekend. And their first comments are to speak about the players and, and talk about, you know, the the welfare of the players and we can't play these guys into the ground. And the fact is we need to have a bit more sense when it comes to scheduling midweek or Premier League games after after European games. But I think the key point here that that, that he made again was, you know, the, the quality of football is, it's, it's getting worse for it. Um, it, yeah, you know, the, the, the quality of football that we played in the first 20 minutes uh, or 30 minutes, or if you're generous, uh, the first half, um, yeah, we, we couldn't we couldn't muster to do it um, for the rest of the game because uh, you, you couldn't. Yeah. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, Henderson and, and Jeannie were, were, were very good uh, at midfield. And I think, you know, um, what, what those four up top needed to do, they did, because uh, I think uh, Klopp uh, uh, chose this shape uh, also as a, as a defensive measure to 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 swamp um, uh, their four defenders, you know, nominally defenders, to, uh, and 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 make it make it really hard for them to 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 build build up play. But you know, they they were knackered, and because it's 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 really hard work playing like this, and 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 it's really 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 hard work playing like this against a team that is technically uh, so uh, proficient as 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 Manchester City is. So they were knackered, and 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 I think um, uh, we can talk uh, all day long about uh, about the differences in in, in financial power uh, uh, that uh, that a, a team like uh, Manchester City, Chelsea, but also uh, uh, Liverpool has uh, when you compare them to to to, to teams uh, lower uh, in the league. I, I'm, and when I mean lower, lower in the in in the standings. Um, but at the same time, it's you know a team like uh, let's let's uh, let's have an example like like uh, West Bromwich Albion or 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 Sheffield United doesn't play in Europe and 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 doesn't have to um, um, give their players for to national uh, teams as well. So our players um, have. To play more games, uh, have to play more games under 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 more stress uh, at a higher level. Um, and, and yes, uh, in a normal uh, situation, in a normal season, we, we are um, we have you know we we have broader benches. We have more players at the, at at a comparable level that can uh, that can that can play. But at the same time, it, 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 this is a this is not a normal season, and 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 it's very congested, and and still, 
uh, all, all the national um, team games are going on as if no, nothing uh, happened, and and we have the Champions League games, and it's and and the season is congested as well. So uh, there is a, a relatively uh, a big strain on players and on on, on teams um, that have to play in Europe, uh, and it, it was almost like an orchestrated. Um, uh, offense, uh, if you can call it that, uh, and I don't, I don't think that Solskjaer would have uh, brought this up when they would have lost uh, points or even lost the game. Um, but he won the game, and so uh, he, he saw the opportunity to, to, and I think rightfully so, to complain about the schedule and to to uh, point at the uh, the responsibility of of. Um, the the uh, the skies and BTs that he called out, uh, and I, I think it it was right uh, from Klopp and from from Pep Guardiola to to you know to back him up, and then it wouldn't surprise me if they had a, a Zoom call before, um, because you know they have some uh, in, in some of the same problems, uh, they share some problems. Let let's put it that way. And and um, um, when it was decided to to not afford teams uh, five substitutions for for this season uh, i had mixed feelings about it because you know i i like uh, an egalitarian uh, competition so and and it's and uh, i think a competition is is uh, is, is better when when uh, when lower ranked teams can beat uh, the higher ranked teams uh, occasionally but this is it's it's getting ludicrous um uh, it, 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 if you if you look at our team, um, I don't think Joe Gomez has played so many games uh, in succession uh, as he has now, and 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 now he has even the added responsibility of uh, shouldering some of the uh, the tasks that, that Virgil van Dijk normally uh, uh, has. Uh, uh, I don't think Robbo has missed uh, many minutes. Um, and yeah, I think Trent broke down. It wasn't a sprint, I think, uh, and just because of this strain. Uh, and 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 Matip um, uh, ha- hasn't played for a, for a month or so. We've lost Virgil, um, and, and this is it. Uh, and and we, we don't have Thiago. Uh, we don't have Alex Oxley Chamberlain. And not all of this is because of the strains of this of this congested um, schedule. But at the same time, uh, we are not, and we, uh, meaning the league, is not trying everything they can do to to uh, alleviate some of these uh, these strains. And I think this is, uh, and we're only in November, so well, I don't know what will happen if if we go on like this. Yeah, it's a really good shout that you know. I think it's it it, it does bear remembering that we are only at, at the start of November. In fact. And Chief, it's. I think there's two things here. Um, the first thing is this: you'd think that this is going to have an impact on English teams' ability to compete a bit more effectively in the Champions League. Every other European country is is basically basically doing this five subs thing, which is which is great for them. But also, do you think it will come to a point where? the teams that voted against it are maybe going to start to regret the decision to do so? Well, it seems to me that there are almost always basically two camps in Premier League football. 
and it's essential in terms of the voting and in terms of what gets done. And there are two blocks, essentially the bottom 14 and the top six. And that seems to be the way of it, certainly the way it's reported. And certainly if you see what was talked about with what was a project big picture and stuff, I mean, the, the schism was, was quite obvious there and the desire for the top six clubs to redress the balance and take control of the league or at least have some say in how it's actually run um, was quite apparent in that. And it seems to me here that the bottom 14 have just been pretty, have been pretty hasty in their decision on this one. And they've just seen it in that, in that light of, ah, bigger clubs, ah, more money, ah, fucking us over again. You know, do you think it's a little bit of a, do you think it's a bit us and them? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's absolutely an us and them. It's a haves and have nots. It's a, you know, you know how society is in general in the UK and how things generally tend to, to, to split off in certain camps. And, and this is, this has been apparent. This has been an issue for years. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of documented. If you, if you look into it, it's, it's, um, it's something that the big six, top six, traditional top six, have always had a, a a big problem with, and this um, five subs thing was apparently the 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 straw that broke the camel's back, really, and led to this whole project big picture being rolled out and being presented and and you know coming to into the public eye, shall we shall we say. Um, which has in turn sped up processes. Um, lots more talk about Super Leagues and the future of football and, you know, grassroots as well, supporting the pyramid. All of that has all come up off the back of, of this project big picture, which was, of course, rejected by the, the bottom 14. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it seems that they have voted in their block and I would say they probably will reject it because it's, it's an illogical basis, as you pointed out, in terms of they don't play as many games. The demands on them aren't as big and the big six clubs will always have bigger, better, more expensive squads anyway and will always be able to pick essentially, you know, 16 better players in terms of five subs and 11 on the pitch, then, then you will. So so what's the difference is really, you know, the idea is not that you have to use the five subs, but the option is there. And the point of it is pretty obvious in, in such a ridiculously condensed season where they're trying to play just as many games, by the way. no Nothing has been cancelled except maybe a two-legged semi or some, something. That's about it. Um, and they're trying to do it in in six weeks less than usual, I think. Um, and we all know that English football is sort of, in a way, laughed at or held with with some degree of of wonderment of how they can fit so much in over Christmas and stuff as it is. And it's going to be even more this year in barrels, right? It is only November. Um, so I think they will. Yeah, there's actually a phrase. Is there a phrase? Is it maybe even in Germany where, when German teams play two yeah. games a week, it's called an English week? Yep. If there's a midweek game, it's called an English week because <laughs> England's the only the only league in the world where it's a regular a regular thing. 
And not to mention that, you know, and we can come back again, and this is the Champions League argument, that our, our teams in Europe, I don't know, you probably know better than me in Germany particularly, are they still going to get their winter break this year? Which England don't get either. Yeah, Germany, they will have their winter break. Germany started pretty much on time. Did it maybe... Maybe, so you know, if we're talking a few a few weeks late, but they'll still have their winter break. It might not be quite as long. I haven't checked. Um, and but um, they have a smaller league, so they have fewer teams, so fewer games, so they're able to, to still squeeze it in without condensing it too much. Um, and also, you know, because they've only got one cup competition, that one cup is competition, not, it's yeah. not, and I know we've only only played in, in one, um, you know, one round, I think, or two rounds maybe, but it means their one cup competition isn't squeezed into only 50% of the season. You know, the FA Cup doesn't start in in earnest until January. Well, so you squeeze, it, squeeze those games in there along with your, 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 your European games and... Mm-hmm. The reality is that English teams are going to suffer and the national team is going to suffer for it. Yeah, I mean, they, and they always have, but no one's ever really talked about uh, about it as a reason. The national team in particular, because, you know, whichever club you play for, you're turning up to it flogged. Um, in the summer, you're turning up to, to tournaments absolutely goosed. Um, but... More, more importantly, I mean, if you if you just think for a moment about what we normally get around the Christmas period, you mentioned quality of football, and we've also mentioned these injuries. By game nine, ten, eleven, or whatever it is of the Christmas period, in the space of whatever it is, seventeen days or twenty days in December and the beginning of January. Yeah, average yeah, average around playing a game every three days, don't you? Yeah. It's around every about two that. and a half to, to, to three days, isn't it? So yeah. it's like ten games in the month. By by game ten of that and that's you know by game ten of that you've you're seeing injuries, you're seeing rotated squads completely, you're seeing um the quality of football is Absolutely dire. The number of goals has dropped considerably, and they're you know these are teams these are teams who normally go into that period. Most of them haven't played that much. You know, you have a few teams that are in Europe, but generally the rest of the league hasn't hasn't played too one or two cup games. That's about it. And your your normal league matches this year, they're all everyone's going into that period as if they've already just played that period. So it's it's not it's 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 relentless, and if we're having all these injuries and managers are calling it out after nine games, I dread to think. I dread to think what some squads are going to look like, what any squad could look like on January the seventeenth. <laughs> it's it's going to be mental. It's just it's it's going to yeah. be mental. And yeah, it's it's, it's, burned, it's already getting that way. And to bring just to finish on your question, if if Burnley have voted against it, or Moyes has already said he would he would change his vote or get his board to change their vote um, because, of, because of the injuries they've had already. If whoever's voted against that, if you are a club, say Burnley, they're a good example because they've only got about seventeen players in their squad because they've got all sorts of trouble. Say you lose 
five or six of them to injury in that period. Who who are you playing? We'll say we'll say you who lose you Tark- say you say you lose Tarkovsky. Say you yeah, but say you lose I suppose say say you lose one major one. Yeah. That's that's a big deal. But it only takes three or four. Yeah, but it only it only takes teams like that to lose one specific player. Teams like Liverpool and City can cope more with losing players because of this. And I think this is where the the vote that they made was almost counterintuitive. Yeah. Where uh, an injury is an injury to a key player is going to disproportionately disadvantage a smaller side than it will a bigger side. So you would have thought that they would be doing everything in their part to keep their squad as fit as possible, never mind what the top six are doing. They should have no business entertaining thoughts of where the top six are going to finish. They want to get through their season and they want to stay in the league. Well, this is the issue that rears its head. Again, we've alluded to it, it's the, the them and us. There has to be a reality. For me, there has to be a reality check at some point. I mean, of course, everyone says, oh, you want it to be competitive and you don't want to give so much of that. And, and yeah, there's, that's all true. I'm not talking about, you know, loading the dice any more than, than they already are. But the reality has to be faced that there are bigger clubs with more money, with bigger squads. And they will, no matter what you do, generally be able to cope better than a smaller club with less money and fewer players. It's just it just stands to reason. And the odd time one of the bigger clubs will get mismanaged and will drop out and the odd time one of the smaller clubs will do really well and have a really good period and build itself up. But those are the those are the exceptions. Of course you need to have that romance, but the point the, the only reason it's romantic is because it fucking very rarely happens. <laughs> That's what makes it romantic. So realities have to be faced. And you're absolutely right. It's no business, essentially, of the bottom however many clubs to give a shit about the top six. That shouldn't be their business. Their business should be, they should be like, yeah, that's fine. That's their league. Let them play in it. We just want to stay here. We want to do what we're doing. But they don't think like that. And it's, it's to the detriment of themselves, particularly in this instance. It's, it's, it, I don't think it's a coincidence that, uh, that um, Klopp uh, quite literally said that that that, that their case to uh, to allow for five uh, substitutions wasn't sold uh, very well. You know, uh, to and, and this this might might sound like uh, like a sidestep, but uh, the the American dream is uh, often used to to make. Uh, poor people vote for lower taxes for rich people because you know they always have the dream that they can become rich themselves and then they won't have to pay as many taxes because they voted against it. Um, uh, if you if you bring it like that, and I, I, I'm not uh, advocating to uh, to, uh, to to con uh, the the lower uh, ranked teams, but it, it is in their interest to to um, to uh, allow. For more substitutions, because you know that that that's the way to 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 bed in uh, youngsters, um, and, and you know, and if someone gets injured, to to get in someone and and not uh, have to play with ten people uh, instead of eleven. So it it is uh, uh, again uh, also about how you bring this message. I don't think it's only something that's that's beneficial for for the top six teams. 
Yeah, Beryl, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can go back to the vote on this and see a bit of sense because, you know, well, we've, we've, I think we've fairly thoroughly documented the, the reasons why there um, and certainly our ignorant opinion. Beryl, um, European football is going to be strange. And, you know, the first question is, um, have you seen this... I'm expecting now a whole pile of full outrage about um, international football shouldn't be happening because of a global pandemic which is going on, which is absolutely fair. But where is the outrage for Champions League and Europa League going on, which essentially is exactly the same principle? Um, I think, uh, well, you're, I think you're partly right. Uh, there is a difference. Because you know, in in uh, in in Champions League and in Europa League, it's it's the same team who are in you know, in a shared bubble, um, traveling across Europe. Okay, you know that that's the risky part. But uh, with uh, national teams, uh, you take uh, footballers out of their bubble and get them in a, in another bubble, <laughs> and and so you know players from. From Liverpool, Manchester United, uh, Chelsea, etc., get in a new bubble, and 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 this is you know this is pure uh, mathematics. Uh, with this, you uh, the, the the risk that someone um, spreads a, a, a virus uh, is obviously um, um, it, it 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 increases. You would presume that they would have the test and capacity to mitigate that risk, though. Yeah, but uh, if if that were that were enough, then then we wouldn't see uh, positive Corona uh, um, uh, tests w- w- with any of these players who are being tested um, sometimes daily. So uh, I I don't think that's a guarantee. Yes, of course uh, I I think they they're trying everything they can to to mitigate um, the risk that uh, it is being spread. But you know, then again, uh, you see that people. Um, do get uh, uh, con- uh, contaminated, infected with this virus. Uh, um, um, uh, so yeah, I, and and again, mathematics. Uh, the less you uh, let people mingle with other people, uh, the less the chances that you spread the disease. Um, uh, and you know, I I I I wasn't a fan of of of, of friendlies uh, before, and I don't think anyone is. So I'm I'm I'm. I'm struggling to think of how they make money with this, but uh, I think in in this instance, it's 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 I I think it's it's idiotic to 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 play friendly games uh, in this. Uh, you know, it, it is a strange situation, but I, I, I I'm yeah. Yeah, the yeah. friendly games I can totally agree with because again, as we've just as we've just said, we don't really need any more football matches that we have to have this season. Yeah. Um, the the next thing then, you've touched on, on the reality of the situation with, with the number of games that we're having to play. And the reality of the situation is now um, the best right back in the world is not going to be available for the next four weeks. And there's, there's a chance that he's going to miss up to five games, um, two Champions League games, which isn't such a concern, but three league games. I think Wolves and Leicester are, are in there, um, certainly one of them away from home. So this is another... Uh, square peg and a round hole sort of solution that we're going to have to find here. W- where do you think Klopp will turn to first 
um, to try and solve that problem in the short term? Um, yeah, uh, you know, Nico Williams would be probably the uh, the most straightforward answer, but uh, I'm not sh- sure. I'm not convinced that 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 is the answer. Um, he he has uh, put uh, Joe Gomez uh, in that position before, but you know that was when we had Virgil and and, and Lovren and Matip. Uh, uh, well, we don't have um, at least first two of those. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what will happen. We have sold uh, uh, Kiana Hoover, uh, probably for good reasons. You know, uh, he he hasn't played for Wolves uh, also. So. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure what we will do. Uh, then again, if you play this uh, this four two three one or four two four or four four two, um, then the the role of of the right back is is slightly different. And maybe we can, uh, you know, with Nico Williams, we we, we could uh, manage. Uh, um, but I'm more and more I'm getting convinced that that the way we play uh, is more important than the players who play it. Uh, of course, you know it's 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 the two uh, very important pieces of the puzzle is uh, at the one you know you have the the tactics, you have the setup, and at the uh, and you have the the qualities of the individual players. But uh, more and more, I'm getting convinced that that maybe um, we are exaggerating um, the importance of uh, the the importance of of the the individual qualities. Uh, and I'm not saying uh, I don't miss Virgil, uh, for instance, but uh, we, we seem to cope because of the system, because of how we are uh, being set up and because the, the differences between Joe Gomez and, or, or Matip and, and, and Virgil are not, uh, are not day and night. Uh, um, maybe one is uh, uh, 99 and the other is uh, uh, 95. I, I'm, I'm trying to emulate some scores um, to make my point, but um, so I, I don't know, and I m- maybe it's this is this is Nico Williams' chance, uh, and I hope he, he doesn't choose for something like uh, Milner or uh, another midfielder there. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, um, yeah, I, I I would say probably this is Nico Williams' chance to to show that he is he is a, he's a capable understudy. Chase. Is this going to be Nico Williams' chance, or does Klopp do a Fabinho, or a Henderson, or a Milner, or a Shaqiri? Fuck's sake. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think Nico's been given a shot already, and he's, after a promising start, he's sort of, he's maybe been found lacking in a couple of games. And it hasn't quite worked for him. I think he's been hooked at half time a couple of times. Um and I'm not sure exactly where So let's is. let's just say let's just say see if you I would say you'll probably see Williams for the two Champions League games. Um but if we're talking Leicester Wolves, let's go the two the two that are gonna be challenges in there. What do you think he does? I would if if he's got if 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 Thiago and Fabinho are back fit, I would I would take a take a chance on Jordan Henderson playing there. To be honest, um, I he he put Milner there yesterday, didn't he? Um, yeah. 
But I don't. I just don't think Milner. If you see if you if, if you put Henderson there, and you play you put Thiago and Fabinho in midfield with with Genie, then you're able to get Henderson on the pitch, which is he, he wants him, which we need anyway. And you're able. To, if you can almost get him to play. Obviously, he doesn't quite have the legs of Trent, like doesn't have the lungs probably of a of the of the young young. What is his? What is his Trent now? Nineteen, twenty? I don't know, twenty-one or something. He's dead young and he went dead fast. So yeah, so he doesn't quite have his lungs, but he's got better lungs than than Milner at this point. Um, he can, and he can play the game from there. You know, he's got that. He's got a great right foot. He's played up. Well, he's played right mid before. He's played right back for us, I think, once or twice before in a pinch. Um. He can see the whole pitch from there, and I, I just think if you could, if Milner can play there, Henderson can certainly play there, and Henderson would just give you that bit more. Um, personally, I, that's that's what I would do. He might just go with Nico Williams. He might just think, yeah, well, it, it's it is your time to to have another to have another bash. He is still in and around the squad all the time, isn't he? He's always he's always on the bench. Um, so. It's not like he's been bombed out or anything. Um, it'd be interesting if he if he if he has to go Reese Williams in the Champions League, which he does. If, if unless well, if you assume if Maddox can only play one a week, and I suppose you'll you'll have Fabinho back who who was playing there as well, so maybe that opens things up a little bit. But you might be playing. You might be playing Williams in one of the Champions League matches. Is it? I mean, say you beat, say you win your first one. The second one's an absolute dead rubber. You can play, you can play Nico Williams. You can play Reese Williams. You can play a completely changed side, whichever the second one is. It's Ajax, isn't it? Ajax at home. Yeah. So you're sorted if you've got if you, if you beat Atalanta at home with your first eleven minus Trent. Then, um, then your then your next two games in that competition are absolutely free hits. Um, so that opens your options up slightly. I just, I just personally, I wouldn't want to see Nico Williams there against Leicester because I think we lose so much. I, I, I do think Beryl's right in in the sense of in a, in a lot of positions, um, the personnel. Isn't the key factor? It's 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 often a lot to do with system and drill and training and and you know um, being helped through games and stuff as well um, can 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 have an effect. But somebody like Trent, the way he plays that position, the fact that so much of our play comes through him, um, the, having Nico Williams there who has at this at this stage. Although a very promising career ahead of him, he has severe limitations at this stage in going forward and and delivering and providing that pass and set, setting any kind of tempo. Of course, why why would he be able to? He's just a youngster coming through. Whereas obviously someone like Jordan Henderson playing there has all that and can do all that. Um, so that would be that would be what I would like to to see him do perhaps. And I I think he might be tempted to go in that direction rather than. Than uh, chucking Nico Williams back in just purely on the fact of what we've seen already this season and the end of last season from him, um, but you never know. 
Yeah, you do never know with this manager. Um, it's one of the fun things that football hasn't been stripped of just yet. Um, I don't know myself. Um, I think you make loads of good points about Henderson. I think the way I see it, he'll probably best replicate or not replicate, but he can he can probably do the best impersonation of what Trent does by yeah. switch, switching the play. Um, his delivery is not dissimilar to Trent. Um, and, you know, he does take up a lot of those positions naturally anyway, kind of right side of midfield, and he's not going to get to the byline. In fact, he gets he gets more to the byline than, than Trent would get anyway. You know, um, there's a shirt for maybe Shimmicus. Apparently, he can play on the right-hand side. So Can he? Apparently so, uh, yeah. Apparently so. Sure, we don't, we don't like buying players who aren't, like, multi-positional. Um yeah, so I think there is. I think someone did say that he can't do job on the right hand side. So we'll wait and we'll wait and see. Um, so guys, it's it's Leicester um, after the international break. Um, it'll be nice for the boys to get a rest who aren't going away on international football. Um, and with some of the injuries coming back, I think um, it might be really exciting to see what sort of lineup we get. So just before we go, then Beryl. Give me, give me as a Leicester lineup. Okay. Um, I, I, I think he will play with uh, Nico Williams, and uh, you know, assuming fitness, <laughs> um, uh, and and hoping, hoping, hoping for fitness. Uh, Alison, of course. Uh, I think Nico Williams. Um, I think if Matip is fit, then Matip will play. Joe Gomez will play. And at the left, uh, Robo will play, and and all this because we have uh, um, a, a week rest uh, in, in in parentheses or in inverted commas. Um, uh, and on midfield, yeah, I I I hope we get to see Thiago again. Uh, but you know, no um uh, disrespect to genie and and hendo they, they they were magnificent um had their mistakes but you know tiago always has them too but i would hope on tiago um plus uh, hendo uh, and i think uh, the uh, the the four men um front is is here to stay and uh, and i think we see the same front four as we have seen, um, and because we like to burst Brendan's bubble, I think this would be successful as well. Uh, I think one, one of the best games we played uh, last season was against Leicester uh, away um, just before. No, no, it was just, uh, it was Boxing Day, I believe. Uh, and uh, I think we have the number. Uh, I think this is what we uh, could expect. Okay, so Chief Beryl's gone bold again, and you know he went bold for for City, and I had my doubts, but he was right. However, he's just created a scenario there where none of Gini Wijnaldum, Fabinho, or Naby Keita are on the football pitch from the start. So, what do you have, do you have a different opinion, given that everybody's fit and and Fabinho and and Thiago will be back? Um, well, I agree. I agree certainly on 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 points, but um, I'm not I'm not thoroughly convinced that he'll necessarily go with the four two four or 
4-2-2-2. I think with those players coming back, if Matt, assuming Matip's fitness and everyone coming back in and being fully match fit or yeah, ready to go anyway, um, I'd be looking at... I, I can't disagree with Nico Williams uh, 100%. Um, he could well, like like we just discussed, I I personally might play Henderson there, um, but it could it could well be Nico. Um, I think we will go back to the three in midfield. If you're playing Jordan Henderson at right back, then I think it'll be it'll be Genie, Thiago, and Fabinho, um, because Matip and Gomez are playing at centre back, and I think you'll probably see a front. Three. If Bobby is travelling, you'll probably see a front three that doesn't include Bobby Firmino. Um, with the option to bring him on, it could always be the other way around, with the option to bring Jota on. But certainly, given the way that um, Leicester have been approaching games against the big clubs this season, I absolutely sitting back to fuck and not doing anything until the last 20 minutes and then looking to hit teams with Vardy. And it's worked. It's, they beat City 5-2 with it. They beat Arsenal with it. They beat, uh, I think they've beaten somebody else in the, in the up near the, the top with it, with, you know. So they're very much playing that counter-attacking game. And I don't necessarily think going 4-2-4 against that makes much sense. Um, so I think we'll, we will go back to the 4-3-3. And I think at the moment when push comes to shove, I don't know. I think it's difficult because I don't see enough of, obviously Bobby's doing loads off the ball and blocking passing lanes. And the more studious when they're watching the game, the more focused we'll see all that. But I notice more his lack of confidence on the ball. And Jota's in completely the opposite moment. At this time, so personally, I'd be starting Jota in the four-three-three, and Bobby's then a, a great option to have off the bench, and you've got a really strong bench there anyway. Yeah, it's a good point with 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 Bobby and Jota. I think form counts for loads, loads more than people give it credit for, uh, and that goes with football players and football teams. Um, so with Jota in the kind of form that he's in. Um, you know, he, we'll see what he we'll see what he's like when he, he he's he's off in international duty and hopefully he comes back fine. Um, but it's it's difficult to leave him out. Uh, well, he got a hat trick for them the last time he, he went away, didn't he? Uh, I think he got he, he scored two and make one or something. Yeah, he was, but it was it it, it two great games. Um, and so, Cristiano's out, so you know he he will definitely play. Yeah, absolutely. He seems he seems um, he seems fairly integral to to that Portuguese side at the moment. So, isn't this fun though? Do you remember we only used to have to worry about who played midfield? And yeah. I don't know who the fuck's uh, going to play anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that's a better great. problem, yeah. Yeah. So that's, longer now, eh? Yeah. I, <laughs> I like that it needed to be any longer. Um, all right. So, on that note, um, and not needing to be any longer, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Lads, thanks. Thanks for joining me. Um, uh, and we will see you all after Leicester. So until then, up the unpredictable thread there, Reds. <laughs>